Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In Ankeny. The Iowa Hawkeyes will try to win their third straight game this Saturday when they'll go up against Graham Mertz and the Wisconsin Badgers at Kinnick Stadium. Meanwhile, the Chicago Bears will try to avoid losing their third straight game this Sunday when they'll play against their division rival, the Detroit Lions, at Soldier Field. And Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU are the top four in the new college football playoff rankings that were released last night after another wild week of games. I'm Drew Allen. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. It's hour number two. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, bottom of the hour. Scott Dockerman covers the Hawks in the Big Ten for The Athletic. We will speak with him. But you know what that music means? Off to Chicago we go. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our guys, David Kaplan. Cap, Trent, and Ken, as always, Cap, good to talk to you. How are things? Everything is good. How are you guys doing? Doing well, Cap, but I want to go back to Sunday because you had a little spring in your step. Even though the, the Bears went down to defeat, I think you started out uh, in um, uh, at some point. When, when, I think it was your recap, probably. Uh, the Bears have a quarterback, and it sure looks as though they can check that box. Uh, after going into the season, thinking that you did, hoping that you did, wondering if you did, I think you do. Uh, is uh, is the city behind Justin Fields and believing that, yep, he is the guy? Yes, 110,000%. Look, here's the deal. We've talked for a long, long time that I think this is the guy, and a lot of people are with me. There were doubters, but he has the ability he can stand in the pocket and make passes if we can protect him and get him receivers who can get separation. All you have to do is look back at last week. His athleticism took over. He's NFC Offensive Player of the Week announced this morning. And then look at the other team. Tua never got hit, really. Zero sacks. There were, I think, two quarterback pressures the entire day. And then you look down and you go, huh, no one within eight yards of Tariq Hill. Oh, now they got someone <laughs> by him, and there's no one within eight yards of Jalen Waddell. So that's what we need. We need our Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, A.J. Brown. They also added uh, Teron Armstead, the Dolphins. He's a stud left tackle, cost him a lot of money. We have the money. We have draft capital. You just got to go out and add the talent. But as ter- in terms of quarterback, we got the right guy. It's been a long time, and you go back – 
early on. Cade McNown maybe had a few moments, but they were very brief. Rex Grossman took him to a Super Bowl, but there was some ugliness. Kyle Orton won a lot of games, on and on and on. Of course, Jay Cutler, he's got the million-dollar arm and the 10-cent head to go along with it, or attitude maybe, most importantly. Has there been anything like this? I mean, even going back to McMahon, has there been anything quite like this where McMahon, if he was healthy, his career would have been better, but... Nobody thought he could have been the best quarterback in the league. I mean, is that where people are going now, looking down the path in two, three, four years, just how high the ceiling is with Justin Fields? Yeah, we have not had this since Sid Luckman, where he was (laughs) the best quarterback, and that's 73 years ago. Jesus. Yeah, I I was telling the story on the radio the other day. I don't think I told you guys. I went in to get ice cream at this place up in Deerfield. Yeah, you did. You told us. Yeah, Luckfield. Yeah, Luckfield's. Oh, my great grandfather is Luckman. I'm like, my God. Right. I mean, that's where it goes. Right. So, yes, this kid can be a top. We asked this question. He could be a top five quarterback in the league when they get him weapons. We asked this question today. So, are there are the Bears in the top five most attractive situations? for four to five, three to five years from now. I would argue Kansas City will still be top five. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is 25 years old or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. I would argue with you that Chargers probably, I with agree. Justin Herbert, will be. Uh, the Dolphins, with Tua and all those weapons that are not old, Bengals probably will be. The Bengals, with Joe Burrow, certainly will be. The Bears are in that team photo. Yeah. without a doubt in the team photo. Now, if we get four years from now and Ryan Poles has had multiple high draft picks and he's missed on a lot of them, well, then it won't be able to be taken advantage of. Let's not forget, because we also graded the GMs in Chicago, like who's got the highest approval rating, and all these people are voting for Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles hasn't done very much of anything here. He traded away some guys and got some draft picks. We don't know if those are going to work. He moved some guys and got cap space. We don't know if he's going to sign the right guys. But if you look at who he was left with, franchise quarterback, yes, Ryan Pace drafted him. His best receiver right now, Darnell Mooney, Ryan Pace's guy. Mm-hmm. His best cornerback, Jalen Johnson, Ryan Pace's guy. His all-pro safety, Eddie Jackson, having a resurgent year, that's a Ryan Pace guy, too. His best offensive lineman, Tevin Jenkins, drafted by Ryan Pace. So my point is, yeah, there's a ton of work to do, but right now, let's not anoint Ryan Poles as the savior until he does something. Uh, one of Poles' acquisitions at the trade deadline, Chase Claypool. I mean, the the play at the end of the game aside, <laughs> that knob was not called. It's just it's a head scratcher. But what was uh, what's kind of the uh, um, the fallout from his game. Uh, look, it's, he's asked to learn a new system and do so very quickly. Uh, just your thoughts on Claypool is uh, his first go around with the Bears. Uh, what he catch? Twelve yards and not much. Yeah, couple of passes. Yeah. It was a terrible no call at the end. If you're going to call the one on Eddie Jackson, which I thought was pass interference, Lance Briggs and Alex Brown were like, ah, that's ticky tack. Maybe. But if you're going to call that one, you have to call the one with Claypool. How it wasn't called, I don't know. But it might end up being a silver lining if you're getting a higher draft pick and all of a sudden there's some left tackle, there's some run-stuffing, three-technique, you know, D-tackle or rush end or some wide receiver that you get higher because you had that loss. I'm okay with all that. 
But the people that are, we got our number one receiver, Chase Claypool. He was number three on a bad Pittsburgh team. Mm -hmm. So let's see. I hope he's a good player. He does give you size and an ability to have a target, but he's got to prove that first. Lions have the second-worst rush defense here. Does something smell about this line after we see the Bears' offense finally improving? Yeah, the Lions got a win last week, but let's get that broken Packers team. Don't you want the Lions to get a win this week? <laughs> I, I thought Bears this fans. line would be a tick higher. I'm surprised to see it sitting at that 3-3.5, three, three depending on where you're shopping. I thought the Bears would be more like a 4.5-point favorite. Or am I all wet here? No, I'm with you. I look at it, and I believe there's more talent on the Lions. Now, I'd rather have Justin than Jared Goff. Really? But yeah. there's more talent. Uh, Lions start, correct me if I'm wrong, and I haven't checked their injury report this week, they start three first-round draft picks on their offensive line. Hmm. Aiden Hutchinson's better than any defensive player that we have left on our team. Um, they can run the football effectively. They can score. Amon Ross St. Brown is better than Star. any receiver that yep. we have. So... Again, I know they're two and six, and I know we're three and six. They've had their bye. We haven't. Uh, that wouldn't stun me if the Bears lost this game. Would that stun me at all? Hmm. I don't know. I'm in the camp of the season's over. <laughs> you bag it because uh, you don't need a quarterback, and you're going to have a really good draft pick, and there's going to be lots of teams uh, that come calling for that. Right. Uh, I would rather the Bears finish three and 14. Absolutely. No, make that. Four and thirteen because I want to beat the crap out of Green Bay because I got a whole mess of shirts ready to be sold that say "Take that, Green Bay." Yeah, it's been a long time, Cap. If you, yeah. you've had those plans on the drawing board for a while, uh, but here they are. Uh, your relationship with Dusty Baker, I know, was a great relationship when he was in town. Uh, nice to see him get his championship. I, I'm surprised that there was any drama. Whether I guess maybe there maybe shouldn't be as surprised just due to his age but he's coming back for the Astros did you text Baker and uh, I'm guessing he's got a million texts to return yeah he I saw the article said he's got 1300 texts we texted before the World Series I texted him congratulations and have not heard back yet but he's got 1300 tests I'm not at the top of that list I'm aware but we have a very good relationship Uh, I love the guy I really do he was always good to me here and now all the idiots, I don't know if that guy's a Hall of Famer. Okay, stop. Really? He took five different franchises to the postseason. Every player I talked said to me, we love playing for that guy. And now he's going to come back and try and win his second, and there's no reason that he can't. Speaking of baseball, Anthony Rizzo is a free agent. Back to Chicago. people would love no, to no see shot. it. No shot. Not happening. No. No shot. Well, Unless you tell me the White Sox are going to get involved, they need a left-handed bat. I don't think they are. I think they're going to move Andrew Vaughn to first and then figure the rest out. But the Cubs ripped that scab Mm -hmm. off. Pulled the Band-Aid off, here comes the scab. They're not going down that road again. That would shock me. Well, they certainly loved, uh, but a lot of them were, uh, Mm -hmm. and understandably so. And one of those guys that was this year, Wilson Contreras, uh, I I hear maybe the Tigers for him. Um, They heard the Cardinals for him. I'm assuming you'd much rather see him in a Tiger uniform than a Cardinal uniform. No chance he comes back. Where where is he headed, do you think, Cap? I keep hearing Detroit. Um, I don't know what St. Louis is willing to spend. I don't. Uh, if they're willing to spend at the level, because I'm hearing he he has not officially rejected the qualifying offer because 
Gordon Wittenmeyer, I talked to last night from our staff at NBC. Gordon is at the GM meetings in Vegas. He talked to Wilson's agent. They have not been given a qualifying offer yet, so all these reports online are incorrect. They're going to get one, and they've been told they're going to get one, but they'll officially get it tomorrow, and then probably Friday or Saturday he'll officially turn it down. So once that's all done, if he's turning down guaranteed $19 million for one year, that's because his agents already talked to multiple mm-hmm. teams who have said, yeah, we'll go 19 times whatever. So that's why he would turn that down. Plus, he's given the Cubs every chance to sign him, and they chose not to do it. So if that's the case, I don't want to be there. They don't want me? Move on. Uh, Detroit makes sense. St. Louis, if I was the Cardinals, I would sign him. I just don't hear that they're going to do that. Shortstop is the apple of many Cubs fans' eyes, and this is the year to do it if you're looking for a free agent. Xander Bogarts, Dansby Swanson, Trey Turner, Carlos Correa. Putting together length of contract, money, obviously that's going to be involved. Of those four, what option do you believe is the best for the Cubs? Um, I believe it's Trey Turner. Defensively, he can hit for some pop. He can run. He can hit for uh, for average. Great teammate, leader, the whole package. But I keep hearing he's going to the Phillies. Hmm. So if that's the case, then of the other three, I mean, I would probably go Xander Bogarts, but I like Dansby Swanson. Correa's injury history scares me, but mm-hmm. he's a hell of a player. It really is. But I keep hearing that of those four guys, if they're all, if any of them are north of a five-year deal, the Cubs are out. They're not going to, at this point, pay someone an eight-year deal. I, I, I'll be shocked if they go down the road of, you know, eight times thirty-five. I don't see them doing that, but maybe I'll be proven wrong. Uh, White Sox or Cubs? Anything that you're hearing? Uh, the the meetings going on, GM meetings at uh, in Las Vegas at Resorts World, which is nice. But um, have you heard anything? Uh, Jesse Rogers from our ESPN staff was on our morning show on Cap J Hood this morning. Said he hears the White Sox are more likely to not spend in free agency. What? Uh, yeah. He said, you might see a couple, you know, middling signings. He said, he does not believe the Sox are going to play in the deep end of the pool at all and that they're going to run back what they have and then maybe through the trade market be able to add a piece on. Is that going to rankle the fan base? It should. 100%. They're already rankled. He went on and <laughs> I'm already getting the tweets. This is ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, Jerry spent $208 million. It was a record for the White Sox last year. Got nothing for his money. So I think Jerry might be saying, you know what? You got a bunch of dudes locked up long term. I just gave you your manager. Let me see how this team gets off. And then maybe in July, I'll let you add on more. With all the stuff you've got going on in Chicago media-wise, are you going to have any time for college hoops? I'm doing five games. All season? All season. Valley or no? All Valley. Des Moines or no? No. Darn it. I think I'm at Bradley, Illinois State. UIC and two at Valpo. Think that's out. Need to get you back to the absolutely cap. We got to make that. It's too bad because Drake's yeah. going to be really good. I mean, they're picked to win the. I mean, I don't have to tell you that they're they're going to be a really good team. Yeah, they're going to be really really good. I don't know if Drake is on any of the five games I'm doing. I might have Drake at UIC actually. I hmm. might have that game. Well, I hope so, you do. We'll so talk, you... we'll talk and 
figure it out. I think all five of my games are on Wednesdays, so we'll do the show, and I'll tell you what game I'm at each week. I don't start till January. Good stuff. Cap, have a wonderful week. Thank you, as always, for doing this. Talk to you next Wednesday. You're the best. You guys have a great yep. day. Thank you. David Kaplan, uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. Uh, if indeed a Centurion Stone of Iowa, if you're look, if you've got a project, whether it's outside, whether it's inside, fireplace, rec room, wherever, um, or it's an exterior project where you think you want to accent it or update it uh, with with the stone product, natural stone, uh, over 200 different color and pattern combinations available at the good folks at Centurion Stone of Iowa. That is the website. The actual showroom uh, is 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Thank you, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Uh, Time for another $1,000 handoff. Uh, head to KXNO.com. Once you get there, you can enter this nationwide contest by entering the keyword WIN. WIN at KXNO.com. WIN at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Doc is next, then more chances to win. Yeah, we got you filled up, don't we? Circus Sports Play of the Day is uh, is coming up. Trent has got that. Doc next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.com. All right, NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible DraftKings offers at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame money line bet and get $200 in free bets if the team that you bet on wins. And everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets. You do player points, rebounds, assists, three-pointers made, steals, blocks, you name it, they have you covered. Bigger payouts than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook It's where I go with those same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO to make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. It's only a DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code KXNO. You must be 21 or older. Iowa only. The bonus is issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in is required. Uh, Ten times larger request for a 100% boost. Ten leg. Ten leg is what I meant there to you say. Go. Uh, deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. If you have a gambling problem or reading problem, call one 18 Joined by Dr. Kelly Jansma from Elite Eye Care in Waukee and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Jansma, you do so much more than just new glasses and contacts. We also provide medical eye care for things like dry eyes, eye allergies, glaucoma, diabetic eye care, and especially urgent things. We want to encourage you to call our office when you have an eye emergency instead of going to urgent care where they might not be properly equipped to diagnose and manage an eye condition. That's Elite Eye Care on University Avenue in Waukee. Key and the eye company Fun for podcasting like many of you my home was hit by the storm recently my roof had hail damage and i knew there was one place to call it's trent condon for wolf roofing i've known the team at wolf roofing now for almost a decade they're central iowans that care about community and doing the job right go with the company that you know a company from here go with wolf roofing set up your appointment at 515-225-225 8866 225-8866 or online Wolf Brew. Ed, today. If you own a house, 
you've got a huge asset. And everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and running them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, if you sell your home instead of renting it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station. Who spoke my headphones? Again? That's what you get when you spend eight bucks. Yeah, right? you you really need an upgrade. You have we have been over here now for almost forty years. Yeah, you're wearing bows. I'm wearing, and you're over there every single day unwinding those things, yelling at those uh, things, saying things. Out. If they went out over the air, <laughs> you'd be out. in trouble. Well, I was I was in uh, this chair when a bunch of things went out of the air that That's shouldn't right. have gone, and maybe we'll tell that story tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, let's get Scott Dockerman in here. He writes at the Athletic. He's been very busy pumping out content, whether it be college football. Related, I were related. Doc Trent and Ken, thank you for coming on. As always, Scott Dockerman, how are you? I am terrific, guys. How about yourself? Good. Hey, first of all, how about uh, your former colleague and our friend Mark Morehouse, officially a grandpa here today? How about that? Yeah, what a great day for Mark. It really and, uh, is. You know, we, we've chatted back and forth and text and stuff, and it's just hard to believe. You know, um, I remember. Um, you know, his daughter, you know, way back when being so little and here now she's a mom and he's a grandfather. It's, it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, and this is, this was always his favorite week of the season, Iowa, Wisconsin. So, uh, you know, it couldn't have happened at a better time to a better guy. And doc, here's the thing about the game this week. And I agree with you on Mark, everything you just said, he's a great person. And yes. uh, Trent and I are both big fans of his, um, all of a sudden this Wisconsin game. Now, uh, the Hawks seemingly have turned a corner offensively, uh, offensively line is is giving the quarterback time to throw the football there's been an emergence of what may be a you know one of those running backs that that hawkeye fans remember for a long long time in caleb johnson this game's got some buzz to it doc and maybe three or four weeks ago both wisconsin and iowa underperforming but here we are this should be a good one yeah this it should be and and it's kind of funny as you said uh a couple weeks ago i mean after the ohio state debacle and uh, Wisconsin was losing, uh, I think, by then uh, to Michigan State. I wasn't sure either team would make a bowl game. Now, um, if Purdue beats Illinois, and then, of course, Illinois loses to Michigan, you're looking at this could be for whoever actually goes to Indianapolis. And that's just really far-fetched. It shows you the, the, the struggles of the West Division, but it's also um shows you that these teams are capable of turning things around and it's, it's a credit to their coaching staffs and, and to the players to be able to do that but you know this game always has meaning whether one team's going to go to the indianapolis or not and this year it certainly does just from you know hey it's it's a big game between two rivals 
and certainly know going into it what happens in that Purdue-Illinois game, even more importance perhaps for the game kicking off at 2.30. Doc, we talked so much last week about Jeff Brom having Phil Parker's mm-hmm. number. When we talk about Wisconsin a lot is how Iowa's offense has struggled, but there's been times this defense has also struggled against the Badgers, and we know it's predicated on the ground game. What is it about Wisconsin? Not every time, but many times that Wisconsin has been one of the few teams that has been able to run the football consistently against the Hawkeyes. Well, I would start by saying that at least you know two different running backs over the last 10 years have been two of the 10 best running backs in college football, and Jonathan Taylor and um, and Melvin Gordon. I mean, <laughs> you have that Jeez. one-two punch, yeah. you're going to run the ball. You know, yeah. I mean, Taylor is the only running back to ever get uh, have three 100-yard games against uh, Ferentz and maybe against Iowa, period. So, uh, you know, that that's really where it starts with that. And I think that's probably in the last decade maybe what the separation is between the two programs is uh, Wisconsin's had elite NFL caliber, first-round caliber type running backs, and Iowa has not. And I would say going into this game, uh, you have Braylon Allen, who I think fits somewhat in that category. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. John Clay or if it's uh, Ron Dane, but I, mm-hmm. I think he's in a really high al- altitude. And, and I think Caleb Johnson has proven the last two weeks that he's probably, you know, Iowa's most complete big back we've seen in a long time. So I, I like the, the those two as far as the discussion purposes go. And, um, you know, but, you know, even two years ago, I, I think last year you look at Iowa, it was clearly mistakes were the biggest problem for the Hawkeyes. I mean, you know, fumbling on your one-inch line, a fumbling a punt, a strip sack, I mean, that, you know, in the, inside your own 20-yard line, those things will kill you, and that's really what happened last year. Doc, when did you, uh, did the coaching staff, um, I don't know if it was trust, or I guess when did Caleb Johnson really catch their eye and not for, um, maybe force them, force them to give him the majority of the carries because he had a good game. There was one non-conference game. Nevada. Was it Nevada? Yeah, that he had a, that he had a really good game. And then kind of, uh, eh, not bad, but this past weekend. So when did they gain their trust, and when did Caleb Johnson you know, start uh, showing up on their radar? It, it really started in August, I think, more so than anything, just when they had, uh, you know, training camp. He was he was always showing up. And, you know, Spencer Petras said, well, you know, we were having a, a day where we were in shells and he's running like he was trying to break tackles. And it was, <laughs> he just wanted to prove that he was running hard. And you're like, oh, you, you don't have to do that. <laughs> but, but I think you're looking at perpetual issues. Like Gavin Williams has been hurt at times. LaShawn Williams had a situation where his father passed away and he was missed a game. So you had um opportunities for Caleb Johnson to take a step forward and each time he's proven that he can and he's capable and um you know and Iowa's offense struggled too in the offensive line so he didn't get a chance to really showcase that but the last two games in particular uh you know he's really taken that step forward and and become more of a complete back he's bigger than the other two he's got good speed good lean uh reminds me of probably Larry Johnson, um, you know, who played for the Chiefs and for Penn State. And and I think that he's just, last week, the 200-yard game really solidified what his potential is and, and uh, I think how he's going to be used, you know, that, the rest of this year and probably well into the future. Scott Dockerman joining us. A lot still on the table for this Iowa football team. Let's say they win out. Doesn't end in a division title. Illinois takes care of business. They get to Indianapolis 
do you anticipate big changes happening if they can do that mm. and, and Ferentz just being able to point and say, see, we just kept chopping wood, we just kept breaking the rock, and look what happened. What would happen if they do win out? <laughs> well, I think a lot of uh, your buddies, Trent, will probably be very mad because <laughs> I, I could see there probably wouldn't be many changes. No, I, I, it's hard to predict with Kirk and with Brian because every time you think that it makes sense to make a change, whether it's a quarterback or a coordinator or bring in somebody new to be the quarterback coach, uh, you know, to get some new life, and they just double down on the same over and over again. You know, it's, it's frustrating because it's nothing new you can talk about or write about in my case. But, but at the same time, um, it, when it works, it works. And now I don't know, you know, I mean, how much more can Brian Ferentz take from a personal perspective where everywhere he goes, he knows he's persona non grata. Uh, at some point, you'd think that that's just too much on a personal level. Um, no matter how much you try to ignore the noise, he knows it's always there. And, and so, you know, I, I don't know what that means, but. I would also say that if they win five straight games and pretty much sweep through in November again, because uh, they've won 12 straight November games, I think it says a lot about the team and their resiliency and the, and the coaching staff, and you can't take that lightly. No, indeed you, in, indeed you can. So Spencer Petras uh, is getting some time to throw the football. Doc, we've seen, uh, we've seen a different quarterback in the last couple of weeks. Um, is, it, is it all offensive line related? Is it a confidence thing? What are they doing different that, uh, uh, that uh, Spencer Petras, uh, his game's turned up a notch? There's, it's a combination of a lot of things, uh, Ken. And I think one is, uh, you know, the offensive line is a little bit more solid. I think we can agree to that. I think just the simple move from Connor Colby moving from tackle to, to guard has, has helped provide them with a little bit more stability. Jack Plum has stepped in. Um, and I think, you know, their whole thought process was, well, you know, Connor's still pretty young. He's going to grow into the position. We're going to take some lumps but that he's going to come through and, and we're going to be better for it next year and the year after. Well, that didn't really happen. And, but Jack Plum is there and, and it makes it, um, at least you kind of spackle over that issue and, and it allows him, you know, Spencer to throw the ball with a little bit more confidence and, uh, more time. And I think last week in particular, Purdue tried to blitz him and weren't getting to him and it left some receivers open. And he, you know, for the, probably the first time in his career, he did a really good job of getting the ball to players where they could do something with it um, once it's in their hands. And, and so that's that's a good look for him. This week's going to be a challenge, though, uh, because the, the Badgers don't always blitz, but they just send people from different directions. And with a young offensive line, they're not going to be all prepared for what they're going to get. And so they... It may be uh, rock'em sock'em robots and thirteen to ten. So don't be. So hmm. I'm sure there'll be a lot of angst for the Iowa offensive fans, but um, it it might be for the best that they don't do anything too crazy this Saturday. Caden Proctor, he walk in day one as a starter because of the tackle issues issues that we've seen certainly throughout the last couple of seasons. Well, if I'm the offensive line coach, I absolutely do that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if he walks in the when he walks in the door in January and. And you've got right tackle open. Mm-hmm. I'll say, okay, um, that's yours. You know, you just got to prove to me you can't do it because yeah. you don't have a guy like that. I mean, other than Werfs, I you know I haven't seen a guy walk in looking like him. So I would say that's his. Now, if he can't do it, if he's you know maybe a little more of a project than what we all think he is, then then yeah, I mean, kind of move him down a little bit and let him work his way up there. But 
I would make, let him prove that he can't do it, you know, rather than prove that he can. Because I just think, you know, you don't see that kind of ability and that body from day one like you get with him. Uh, let's go back to Monday night, Doc. Uh, Bethune-Cookman was in town. Uh, it was um, a convincing win, whether they beat him by 30 or something like that. Uh, just your takeaway on this, seemingly everybody, um, takeaway was Tony Perkins and the game that he put together. Uh, your thoughts on what you saw on Monday night? <laughs> I didn't get a chance to watch the game. Um, I have a Monday night TV show at Cedar Rapids, and I was working on our, our – uh, our, our bowl projections uh, all day Monday with Stuart Mandel, so I didn't get a chance to really you know watch any of the basketball game. Um, I, I'm not surprised with how Tony Perkins has played. He's been really good, um, you know, all the way through. I think he's been a player that most people have identified as, um, you know, really a, a next step player. And, and what I like about him is he's a dog. You know, he's a guy who's tough. He's gritty. He's going to get into you on defense, and he's going to make plays happen on offense and with the ball in his hands he's going to run the point some and i think uh so you know he's certainly going to be a focal point for this offense going forward and and uh so that that was you know a good thing to see for the people who actually got to see it live and i I unfortunately did not so iowa basketball has got to a point under Fran mccaffrey that they are a tournament team yeah they got upset not getting to the second weekend do you see any way that this could be different? That they challenge for not a top five or six spot in the Big Ten regular season, but top two or three? That they can get to the second weekend. What would be different? Because they're going to be good offensively. Defense will probably be a challenge at a time. What could be different that you see out of this group? <laughs> good question. Uh, they've had good teams, yeah. and they yep. haven't been able to do it. So it's, it's really sometimes it's about luck. It's about how your team enters the tournament. I mean, last year they won the, the, the Big Ten tournament. and it was They got to Sunday, you know, which was a big deal. And, uh, you know, it's only the second time they got to Saturday since 2006. So I think in some ways you just got to play through it. And to, to break through the, the regular season title drought, that's going to be awfully difficult because this league is very difficult. And uh, they're going to have to, um, you know, make sure that they have the right person running point. Um, on a majority of the time, and but then also be able to compensate for their lack of, uh, you know, girth, I guess, at, at the five, and that'll they'll be okay to mask that because they'll be able to run through it, and uh, they'll have enough offense there. But I don't know that that um, they're going to be able to completely do that. It, it's just you know matchups are such a big thing. You know, take the two teams, the, the two big teams in the state. I mean, you look at the regular season and how it ended. Everybody would have rather been Iowa than Iowa State. But you get to the tournament, you have the right matchups, and boom, you're mm-hmm. Iowa State. You're in the Sweet 16. So I think it's really, in some ways, uh, just kind of a, you know, you, you, it's luck. It's the luck of the draw. Iowa's never played a team that's um, had a, uh, you know, that's like been in the second round. That's that was the upset team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've always been the, the, the they played the higher seat, so they've got to get a little bit of luck, but. You know, I, I think things could happen for them. I think they got enough talent to get to a, a second weekend. Scott Docterman from The Athletic. Doc, thank you. We will uh, put you, hopefully, your schedule will be back in your normal spot on Monday. Thank you, Doc. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, you do the same. Scott Docterman from The Athletic. We'll take our final timeout. Trent's play of the day coming up next. It's Miller and Condon. It's 1245 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.5. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. 
right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, right, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes of our program. Murph and Andy are coming up for about seven or eight minutes. Kicks and no drive. Heather and Sean today at three. Hawk, today's Wednesday. Hawk Central tonight at six o'clock. All right, Trent Condon. Circus Sports sponsors this. You're staying away from action. Nope. Oh, you're back? I'm back. Uh-huh. So it's changed since 11? It has. Uh-huh. What'd you find? I found Kent State. Now, this is predicated on Cephas playing in the game. I have not seen any official designation, but I got the golden flashes circled here. Are you minus getting two, points? No, getting minus two and a half. Laying two and a half here, but it is dependent on an injury. So... Kind of a play, lukewarm play, might go off depending on news we'll get. Mm-hmm. This is something, we're doing this a little before 1 o'clock. We don't kick this thing off for another five hours. So keep an eye out if you want to play along with that injury report. The NBA, our Timberwolves suck. They're off to a bad and start. And they don't like each other. And did you see that position where Anthony Edwards stood with his hands on his hip? That's not a good look. On the right wing. I did not. The play was going on. So... It was a pass to the left Who wing. Who are they playing? I can't remember. He's standing with his hands on his hips. Ball cuts around, coming back to him, still standing there with his hands on the hips. They were obviously drew up a play. He wanted the ball, didn't mm. get it, and he just stood there. You couple that with the idiotic decision to get Rudy Gobert. Spent a Never lot made of, sense. A lot of capital. They're going all in, and they're only a one-point dog against Phoenix. I understand it's in Minnesota. Phoenix is going to club this team. With infighting happening right now, Chris Paul, he's licking his chops against this one. I don't get it. I'll play the public side. Give it so to me. So major opinion on the Suns by the sounds of Major things. opinion. NBA has been kind to me, and I told you, after last night's debacle with college basketball, went one and two, that's a debacle for me. We're just stepping away. There was a couple things that I had, leans, but I didn't love them. And when that happens, I'm not going to push. I got a long season in front of me. I got three hundred <laughs> number of games still to go. Is that what you're 366 <laughs> teams to try to handicap here. I looked at Drake tonight. They're a 26.5 point favorite against that stinky. What time did they tip at the nap? I think seven. Seven, yeah. Couldn't do it. Couldn't pull the trigger. So we're staying away for hoops for a night. All right. That's going to do it for us. Murph and Andy coming up next. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I weekdays from 11 till 1 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXN.